Hey, welcome to another episode of Drunk Gossip. This is Ed. I'm coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. It is after Pride, and uh, I am exhausted. Uh, all weekend was just amazing. Um, thank you to Ties. Thank you to um, Stonewall Inn for hosting us. Um, it was just, oh my gosh, it was such an amazing, amazing time. Um, I, I'm sure there are stories that are emerging um, about things that may or may not have happened, about dance dances that may or may not have happened, but all I'll say is... Well, the videos speak for themselves. Except that's not me, that's someone else. That's my evil twin. Um, let's let's get right into talking about Heather Locklear. It, it, this horrible, horrible story just really breaks my heart. Um, Heather was arrested again for assaulting a deputy in a EMT. Um, she's been charged with two counts of misdemeanor assault. And uh, I, I'm not quite sure why she was being separated from her family, but that's what led to this incident. And I'm just, I... It, it's really, really sad. Um, this iconic actress, this legendary actress, it has fallen down a rabbit hole. And I, one, of, one of the things I think really needs to be examined here is why she's going through such a thing. Um, you know, because in interviews when she was promoting Melrose Place, Ben City, um, even Dynasty, TJ Hooker, I mean, she, she had a longer career than most people. Um... And the thing is, is she always had... She had the snack for just knowing the right moves to make. Um, I, I believe she left Dynasty to go to TJ Hooker. It could have been the other way around. Maybe she left TJ Hooker to go to Dynasty. In any case... Um, and then... She went to Melrose Place. And after Melrose Place... Everyone expected her to take another soap gig. And she didn't. She actually went into a sitcom where she proved that she was also funny. She's a very talented actress. And it's just so sad to see what she's going through. Um, so, in, the, in our last segment, I want to try something new. I used to do something very similar on... Generation Gossip, but I want to, like, kind of do, um, role suggestions for, for Heather. But we'll get to that. Um, I, because I do think it was, in some of the comments that I've read, it was suggested that maybe she's having this sort of breakdown because she's not working as much and she's used to working. She needs that rigid um, barrier 
a rigid schedule to keep her on track. And that's definitely something I can see, like, um, when I don't have my rigid schedule, things happen. Sometimes we drink a little too much. Sometimes the DJ at Duplex plays I'm a Slave for You and clothes come off. It, it, it's part of life. You know, sometimes we do tequila shots and our double sings Love Shack with his with my friends at Stonewall. Um, so I really hope that um Heather can get this all cleared up because she's becoming more of a liability, which is gonna result in her not getting even more jobs. Um so that she can work again. Because if she needs that schedule she has to do something to to kind of change the narrative around her right now. And America loves nothing more than a great comeback. I'll be right back. Hey guys, I'm back. And if you were listening to the first segment, um, you know, I was talking about comebacks. So, um, along those lines, let's talk about Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, the movie was a huge success for Sony. Um, finally, after three Spider-Man movies, um, I don't want to say they flopped because they didn't really flop, but they were not the critical success that Sony was hoping for, and that led to lower dollars, which, um, I'm, I'm doing some research right now because there was, at one point, for about six months last year, there was this theory that Rotten Tomatoes... Uh, the Rotten Tomato score would actually drive down the box office for a movie. But I'm, I'm really thinking that movies like Ocean's 8, um, which, I mean, I guess it's certified fresh technically, but it's not a sterling fresh. Um, but there have been a lot of movies that have really um, been just dissed by the critics, but the audience embraced them. Um, so, as soon as I finish up my research on that, we'll do a segment. Um, but, let's, um, let's talk about Tom Holland, and he was at one of those, um, comic conventions. Which, first of all, any actor who lands a role in a franchise is pretty much set for life because those comic um, conventions will pay to get you to come see them. I'm not hating because, trust me, I would, I would most definitely go and and get the money. Um, But Tom Holland was that one. Um, And he did an Instagram video where he said that there was going to be no news shared about the new Spider-Man movie. Until there was. So during the Instagram story, Tom flashed his iPad with the Spider-Man script. And the title is Spider-Man Far From Home. Now, um, bloggers and journalists 
like we're playing devil's advocate and saying he might have done that unintentionally. I'm not going to play devil's advocate. That boy knew what the hell he was doing. Okay? Let's not make a mistake here. He knew what he was doing. I have no doubt in my mind. And the reason why I have no doubt in my mind is because that's not something you accidentally slip up and do. Uh, You know, arguments can be made, well, this or that or the other thing. You know, well... Maybe he... Maybe it was really unintentional. Mm-mm. No. That styrofoam won't float. I think what he wanted to do was make it seem like an accident. But that has Sony PR written all over it. If you don't believe me, look at what happened with the interview. The um, they had been working very, very, very quietly on that movie, and then let it slip, which led to an international incident with their emails being hacked and leaked. But the movie made probably more money than it ever would have if they had just released it because it wasn't one of those movies. Like, I loved it personally, but I liked James Franco. Well, I liked James Franco. Um, so, they're, they're very skilled at getting hype going. And I think that's what I really do. I really truly believe that that's what they were doing here. Um, you know, and... Frankly, I'm not mad at him. It's a little bit genius if you think about it. No matter what they were going to generate the headlines. But now, not only are they generating headlines, like, after the fact, or uh, um, after the major story is gone, but people are still talking about it. And that, my friends, is amazing. I'll be right back. Hey, y'all. I am back. Did you miss me? Of course you didn't. Um, so, let's talk some Roseanne. Um, just first of all, I realized, after I published the Pride Gossip episode, that that was our 50th episode. So, yay, thank you all for being with me on this journey. I, you know, it, it's something I really love doing. Um, and I'm really hoping that I can make this more of a full-time job, um, launch the blog, which should be coming very soon-ish. Um, I have to talk to my IT guys. Um, but I, I, I would like to just do Drunk Gossip, um, the podcast, the, the website, all of that shebang, um, full-time, and, and writing, of course, but, um... And, and the great thing is, is I don't have to worry about losing my blog, my podcast, unless I sell it. But, I mean, they're going to have to pay me a lot of money to get rid of this baby. Um, like Roseanne did. So, in a, in a wide-ranging interview with a rabbi, um, Roseanne opened up about everything. Including the fact that, as I had said all along... ABC had asked her 
to get off Twitter. Now, this is really an important thing to think about here because your employer asked you to get off social media because they knew they knew you were going to say something stupid and you agreed because you knew you were going to say something stupid think about that you know her fans are still oh Roseanne without Roseanne isn't Roseanne of course it's not it's the Connors it's a completely different show yes we know the characters but guess what we knew Joey we knew Frasier. And yes, I, I went to two extremes there. One considered the worst spinoff ever. The other considered one of the most successful. Um, but to be fair, the most successful spinoff ever is The Simpsons. FYI. Um, will the Connors be good? Will, will it be... I don't know. ABC only ordered ten episodes. Um, so I don't know... If that is something that's because they're worried about horrible ratings or if what's being said is true in that Debbie Metcalf or Laurie Metcalf, Calf, um, John Goodman and Sarah Gilbert had already accepted other assignments when they thought that the show was canceled and not coming back. I highly doubted Sarah Gilbert because she along with Tom Warner were the one spearheading this. And I guess there's always a possibility that they could um, order more episodes. But let's... Let's get back to Roseanne for a second because during this interview, she stuck to the lines of I didn't mean it, I was on Ambien. And of course it was more cohesive. Um... Because with Twitter, you only have 280 characters to um, get your point across. But it still sounded like someone who was just trying. She said she wasn't making an excuse, just explaining what had happened. Maybe she is, but they certainly sound like excuses to me. Um, And and she says she would never call an African-American an ape because she has black grandchildren. She must have amnesia and blocked out 2012 because she called Susan Rice an ape. So, she kind of lost credit there. Um, But I do want to say, I think, as I've said on Facebook, as I've said on this podcast, I really do applaud her for doing the right thing. And she says she knew as soon as she sent out that tweet, she goofed. And she said to God, I accept whatever punishment you see fit. Which, okay, I'm on board with that. And I'm also really, like, I really just want to applaud her for signing over the rights. Because that means 200 plus people get to work. They don't have to worry about feeding their families or... Um, where their next meal is going to come from. So that I really do want to applaud her for. I'll be right back. Okay, let's talk Lucifer. Speaking of comebacks and sticking with the comeback theme, 
Um, Lucifer was picked up by Netflix almost at the last minute. The cast options, which mean basically, that means um, the studio either has to pick them up and pay them, or they expire and the show is really over. So the the cast options were set to expire. And um, when Netflix saved it at the last minute. Now, it, no one expected the cast to walk away because they were all really passionate about the show. So even if they had expired, it would have probably been very easy to get them to come back. Um, but they're talking about their new home. And one of the things that they want to do is embrace the more horror side of um, Lucifer and the devil and whatnot, which they didn't feel like they could do on Fox. Now, they said they're not going to completely reinvent the show. But, you know, they they can embrace and um, work it in where the DNA of the show allows. And... One of the other things they really, really want to um, work with is having Lucifer be naked. Now, apparently there's a scene in the first season where um, his love interest, Chloe, comes in and he walks out bare naked. And the original plan was to show his bum. But Fox Nerds and Practices said no... And, like, they they had to go to all these links, links to blur out or make sure that you couldn't see Tom Ellis's ass. And, first of all, why does Fox hate us? They're supposed to be the edgy network. Well, they were the edgy network. Now they're home of the bland shows and Last Man Standing. Yes, even my beloved empire has kind of gone downhill. It's been defanged. I'm hoping that this upcoming season is is its last. Um, uh, but anyways, executive of the show, um, Joe Henderson says that Tom Ellis has a spectacular um, derriere. And... Um, Idly, Ildi Mordovic. This is why I needed a data Russian so I could learn how to say their last names. Um, says he's got a wonderful, wonderful booty, so why not show it? But we couldn't. Um, you know, all I'm gonna say is NYPD Blue showed us Dennis Franz's ass more than. Any of us could count. Um, I believe Ricky Schroeder ended up showing his butt. Mark Paul Gossler showed his. Jimmy Smith showed his. So it's, there's precedent for network TV showing nudity. Um, now, the argument could be that that was on at 10, but I, and Lucifer was on at 9, but I think that's a very poor argument. But with Netflix now being the home... You can go balls to the wall crazy if you want to. Since A had 
more full frontal nudity than porn. Um, Grace and Frankie have, um, they've shown guys butts. There's not been, that I can recall, there's not been any nudity in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I've never watched Orange is the New Black, but I'm pretty sure that there's nudity in that. So, Lucifer should be able, should feel right at home if they want to show that gorgeous Tom Ellis's ass. Um, and my word, I will not be clutching my pearls for once. I'll be right back. And I'm back. I don't know what we're going to call this segment, and I don't know if it's even going to go over very well. Um, but just in case it does, I'll come up with something later and, and name it. Maybe we'll call it Casted or Drunk Casting, which sounds like another spinoff vlog um, or podcast. So... Just a really quick note, I had wanted the Celebrity Conspiracy episode to um, be a, a milestone. And my, my I had my eye on 50, but then I recorded Pride Gossip and remembered that. Uh, and then realized that Pride Gossip was actually the 50th episode. So, Celebrity Conspiracy is still being worked on. Um, it's also inspired... A new book that I might do for November's NaNoWriMo. Um, so, look for that in probably three or four months. Um, depending on how many episodes I end up doing a week. But yes, it is still coming. I'm still really intrigued by this whole premise. So, It'll be here. I just want it to be real researched and a lot of fun for all of us. Um, I'm even going to invent a new cocktail for it. So, yay. Um, so, Heather Locklear, we talked about her at the beginning of the podcast, or the episode, rather. And I really, like, I really think she does need to work. And I don't know why um, one of the soaps doesn't try to bring her on. Um, Days of Our Lives has been doing really great with their stunt casting. Um, but I don't know enough about, about that to um, create a storyline for her. Um, Young and Restless really needs some help. So I... With the whole Jack drama of him not being an abbot, but maybe being a chancellor, I think that would be the perfect time to bring out a hereto-unfore unknown daughter of Catherine Chancellor. And let her... You know, I don't know a lot about the history of seeing the restless, but... Um, let her kind of just whip things up. Let her play with, um, 
Uh, but Victor Newman, um, I don't know why I'm blanking on his name right now. Anyways, Melody, let her play with Melody Thomas Scott, who, incidentally, Heather Locklear and Melody Thomas Scott could be sisters. So that's another option um, for them to go with. You could also, um, you don't want to, Bold and Beautiful doesn't need anymore. But how great would it be if she went to General Hospital as a Cassidine? I mean, the Cassidines have more family branches than the Chandlers on All My Children. So, you know, bring her on as as Helena's granddaughter or Helena's daughter and have her be a mafia princess and go against Sunny. Maybe even be a love interest for Sunny. Now, that would be something. Um, Laura Wright, Maurice Bernard... And Heather Locklear in a hot storyline? Yes, please. If she doesn't want to do a daytime show for whatever reason, you know, I think she should because their schedules are very rigid. Why not build a whole show, a whole soap centered around her? There are so many streaming services that you could get away with it. Maybe she's a mother who's wrongly accused of murder. But she has secrets of her own. And she needs the help of a good, hunky detective to clear her name. All the while, her attorney is being paid off by somebody to make sure that she's convicted. These are just some thoughts that, you know, she would really rock. So, whatever happens, I really hope Heather gets the help she needs, and she really does make the comeback. And until I come back, cheers.